0: Happy Wednesday everybody and more importantly happy June. I hope the sunshine and the 30 degree weather is melting away all your seasonal depression quick and painlessly because we all know that's what we fucking need in Ontario right now. Before we get down to brass tacks with this episode I actually have a pretty special announcement. If you follow me on Instagram you'll probably already know this but anyway this month Cocktails and Contemplation aka me and Fitch and Leeds are going to be featuring their grapefruit tonic. That means a couple of things. So one, it means that I'm going to be getting creative on my own time in my Instagram stories with new cocktail recipes featuring this tonic. They're going to be fun. They're going to be delicious. And well, maybe they won't be delicious, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know which ones are delicious and I'm going to be creative about it and it's going to be fun. Anyway, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Two, you're going to be seeing a lot in the episodes throughout the month of June. Not that there's that many episodes, but I'm going to be featuring them with my guests. It's going to be so nice. And three, most importantly... Fitch and Leeds is offering an additional discount code for all Cocktails and Contemplations listeners. So you can use the discount code GRAPEFRUIT35 to get 35% off any order for this tonic. But don't worry, if you want to get your hands on more classic style tonics, you can always use Cocktails 25 for the Indian tonic or the pink tonic, whatever else is available at Fitchleeds.com. And that's their website. And don't forget, Ontario, free shipping. And now that it's summer, you know you're going to want to be drinking some summery cocktails. I literally just forced one of my best friends to try the pink tonic, and she was over the moon about it, and she loves gin and tonic, so you can't go wrong. Thank you so much to Fitch and Leeds for making this happen. I'm so excited to be making some more fun cocktails with this tonic and get into these delicious summery drinks. And the first one starts right now. Does anyone else need a cocktail? (coughs) On the inside, like, oh my
1: God! And you are you are just an A plus host.
0: I tell people it was something like mother of alcohol breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence. You know. It's good now. can hear Stick to base boys All right. Yeah. Here we go. First time with a stick to base
2: this drink looks crazy good, by the way. Also, these glasses probably make a lot of... Uh, oh, yeah. We, we've got some
1: pretty sweet glasses going on right now.
0: Do you? I love that. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I just made mine. I tried to salt the rim, and I did a horrible job. So there's just so much salt <laughs> floating in my
1: drink. Yeah. I started out, and I tried to salt the rim, and then I just ended up putting a little bit of salt in the drink.
0: That's what I, <laughs> I usually do with margaritas. It. So I was like, it'll probably be fine. I can, like, see it sticking. Oh, well. It is what it is. Cheers from afar! Happy twelve forty one on a Wednesday. Cheers to you!
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, never too early.
0: Yummy. Yeah, that's mate. great. Wow, it's okay, really good. good. So I've never um, had a
1: Paloma before. I've exact. also never done a podcast before. What? And I was so impressed at how everything showed up. Like it's perfect. It's like so easy to make. It's like better than good food because it's alcohol. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it's like Hello Fresh, but for a, a refreshing cocktail. Okay. Well, okay. I'll introduce you first. So this is Cocktails and Contemplation. I'm Stephanie. And today I'm with my two buddies, Boris and Cam, who are two out of four of the members of the band Casador. The bass guitar. And then I want to say like alternating front man, because you do a lot of singing these days, Cam.
2: These days I do a lot of singing. Yeah. I actually have a vocal lesson I'm going to right after this because I have to hone my craft. But yeah, these days I've been doing uh yeah, a lot of a lot of that. I mean, we haven't had any really any shows uh recently, yeah. obviously, but Makes sense. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I still also do lead guitar. Oh yeah. The juggling act. Moving on oh, up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moving on up, baby.
0: I actually uh I never posted this, but I totally sang a a duet to Your Harvest Moon <laughs> <Really>? on TikTok. <laughs> I never posted it. Though. Why not? <laughs> Cause I, cause I like got nervous and I was like, this is <laughs> stupid. TikTok really scares me. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. it's an uncharted world. It's just scary. Well, th- that that's how I
1: feel.
2: TikTok's for everyone. I, I think it definitely, at least I think so. Largely is, and y- but used to be super obviously like zoomery. But now it's. I feel like it's more. It's for everyone now. That's that's how I feel. There's some
1: crazy stuff floating around on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, for like. sure.
2: I uh, I thought it was like
1: stuff. hip and young and for the kids and like progressive. But then. Occasionally I'll come across stuff that's
2: like, "Wow, yeah,' it's, <laughs> like, it's like if Twitter had videos.
0: <laughs> um, okay, back to this. Uh, this is my first episode with two guests, so pardon me while I navigate that. Hopefully I do all right editing because <laughs> never done that before. And you got this. thanks you guys. I really appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're drinking Palomas, which is a tequila- based cocktail. I haven't done a lot of tequila on this show because tequila... Um, when I was at university, uh, I had, I had a bit of a long stint with tequila and I haven't gone back to it for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons, (laughs) but I have to, I have to go back into those waters because, which is where we met. That is true. We did meet Uh, at my university. So many years ago. Um, I can relate to,
1: uh, this tequila relationship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that there was literally a point in my second year university sorry my cat just jumped on my table just he's so annoying um where i only bought tequila
2: why why was that
0: i don't know and i would just pre by taking like eight shots of tequila and then go that's to the bar wild. <laughs> that's wild that was 19 year old staff what was your so. tequila choice i don't know probably like jose Cuervo. i just bought whatever was on the shelf
2: it's a party school though. that was true What's it called? Bishop. Bishops, Bishops. Bishops yeah, 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 yeah. Bishops is what I, what I was saying. Yeah.
0: The other two right members there, of your band are Will Hunter, who's the lead singer, and Stephen... What's his last name?
2: His last name is Adieu before, but he just called himself, or we call him Adieu, Stephen Adieu.
0: Okay. I don't feel as bad not remembering that yeah, it's now because it's, it's a bit of a strange last name. And Stephen's kind of newer to the band, right? He plays drums.
1: He is new to the band. But he's
2: the newest to the band he,
1: Yeah, he, he's the newest to the band But he has been our longest serving drummer of all time
2: <laughs> If you can believe that.
1: that
0: How many drummers have you had?
1: He's number four.
0: Oh my god yeah, he's number four. How long have you been a band?
2: Uh, um, s- well, six years so. Yeah, since 2015 There's a bit of a spinal tap scenario going on with our band They mysteriously disappear, die They haven't died yet, but they will um. Everybody, does. Well, we everyone all. does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was promoting the grapefruit tonic, which is what you guys got. Right, it was a mighty fine.
1: We did get this one, and this is where we started.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Um, because June is the month where we're promoting this. So it was like an additional promo code and discounts and everything. Um, I haven't made a lot of cocktails with this one. I'm really excited because this month I'm going to be fucking around with it a lot. But it's uh, the Paloma has usually grapefruit soda. And grapefruit juice But we just use the grapefruit tonic Because that's like a Common replacement I guess And the pitch and leaves tonic is super balanced and delicious So it's not like overpowering Or I don't think so And then it's got lime and salt And ice and tequila And a grapefruit wedge
2: This was like a very ideal summer drink
0: It is right
2: It's like Pink Whitney but classier (laughs) (laughs) Much classier
0: Um, so anyway, now we're boozing on a Paloma, which is honestly quite nice. And I'm digging it with the grapefruit tonic.
1: Yeah,
2: it's really good. Devil up on the grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Feels right.
1: The the 1800 tequila is a nice touch as well. I've also, specifically, I have bad run-ins with 1800, but <laughs> I still like it.
0: I appreciate you putting your differences aside for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Time heals.
0: What's on your shirt, <laughs> Boris? What does it say, Wonder Dog? Oh, Underdog. Underdog. Oh. I've yeah, got a
1: oh, nice. Underdog shirt. Have no fear, Underdog is here.
0: I Was that a cartoon in the 90s? Earlier? Yes, it was. Like the 70s, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember watching that on VHS at my grandparents' cottage. Like just no. I don't know that at all. No. You don't remember Underdog? I that, think that, that was that a remake enough. movie. I think there was a movie that came out in like 2008 or something. Where they just CGI'd a Superdome. Yeah, I,
1: I didn't go see that one.
2: But For the purpose of fitting in, I've heard of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys are from Kingston. That's where we're recording from, afar. And that's where the band was formed, correct?
1: Yeah, University Band.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell Queens. me how that happened.
1: Uh, Will. Will had a band that he had started long before I knew
2: him. Um, and essentially
1: will was also playing in a cover band with cam right
2: yeah randomly through just the connection of everyone seems to know everyone in these university towns i met will who i think was looking to play in a cover band with a mutual friend started jam with him and then i think their keyboard player left
1: uh yeah um, their keyboard player and their bass player Or left.
2: got fired and left um, and then I guess he just knew me from playing in this random band and then I started playing with him and then he knew Boris he Yeah, knew... well,
1: I, I knew the drummer uh, Through I went to elementary school with the drummers cousin Like it's just like one of those crazy truly yeah. small it's like town. A
0: Labyrinth yeah. of how you guys all got together.
2: Yeah, yeah and cam
1: and I had our first rehearsal together on the same
2: day yeah, Boris showed me pornographic videos on the fr- on the day we met. No,
1: it uh, was not just no. It was like a comedic video.
2: Okay.
1: It, <laughs> it was supposed to be funny. It was like something you would come across on Reddit. Come on.
0: <laughs> I've never. What done a way the same. to get to the heart of a relationship quick. Um, I, fe- I feel like you guys have probably done some weirder shit since then. So. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was um, just one. and then didn't Cam? Didn't you go to school with Steven?
2: I go I Steve more. I didn't didn't go to, yeah, he's from Ottawa, and I'm also originally from Ottawa, and we played in bands, um, yeah, back in Ottawa, and that's basically how how I met him. But I've known him actually longer than I think any of the other guys in the band, but he was the latest addition, so he was the first that came to mind when we needed our fourth drummer.
1: Fourth time's a charm.
0: He is a fun dude. I like him a
2: lot. he's a a jokes guy.
0: I've only met him like twice, I think. For the first character. time I met him, he I called an Uber from the Rivoli when you guys played a show there. And I was like, hanging out with you after. And I was like, yeah, hey, i gotta I have to work tomorrow or whatever. And he like ran up to the Uber and got into a roll down the window and was like, take good care of Stephanie. She's <laughs> precious cargo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, opened the car door for me. I was like, wow, this is so chivalrous. <laughs> I'm so hey, drunk right now.
2: He's definitely a freaky guy. Freaky guy to drums. Freaky in the... Friendship yeah. and <laughs> he he does
1: have the the best heart of anyone I know.
0: Have you guys seen Ted Lasso?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Ted Lasso. Is
0: he like yeah. Ted Lasso a little bit?
1: Yeah, but he's more like uh, he plays it cool and he doesn't have as many like sayings as Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the stoner Ted Lasso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I you love that. You <laughs> that by the
2: way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you guys released your debut album, right?
2: And Bloom, yeah.
0: you guys describe that album as the album that almost never happened
1: well just so many roadblocks which i'm sure every band faces but in the making of it we had a drummer quit we had a keyboard player quit um who sang uh two songs on the album or on the deluxe album and uh yeah be- i mean beyond that like will's father passed away um and just you know everyone had other minor major life stuff happening, but it just seemed like there were all these roadblocks that kept setting either the collective back or someone back. And it was just like, it was very good that we ended up doing it because that would have been like that. There was every, we had every reason not to keep going and keep making it. And you just kind of, when those things happen, you realize how badly you want it. And it's like, when everything's telling you no and it's the thing you want the most, then you know that this is the career for you. And pretty much, yeah, I mean. Yeah. And that, like that was kind of the theme of the album was perseverance through shitty times and trying to come out the other side better for it.
0: Well, that's exceptionally relevant right now, too. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: ahead of our time. Yeah. We, knew. we knew this was coming.
0: <laughs> You're all psychic, eh?
1: Yeah, this, uh, the whole, well, we took like a year, a year before the album came out without playing shows. Um, Because we'd been touring like crazy. And then our agency was saying, you know, like, we need a new release before we can put you back on the road. So it was like, okay, well, we're not going to play shows until this album comes out. Great, that'll be easy. And then all this stuff just kept happening. And it ended up being over a year where we didn't play a show. And when that's happening, you don't really feel like a band. And we put the record out and we were like touring it and we were we did one cross Canada tour for like a single and then the record came out and we did a couple shows in Ontario and then we were doing our first ever like North American tour like coast to coast in Canada going through 11 different states and that got cut short like right in the middle by the pandemic. We drove back straight from Winnipeg. It was
2: like a 20... 27. Seven-hour drive. We didn't even stop.
1: Like, yeah, 27 hours straight from Winnipeg.
2: i never been so tired my entire life after that. Because I drove, I think, 13 hours, which was fine. I was good for that. And then after, I just couldn't sleep after because I was in this catatonic state or something. I, I got oh, yeah. weed edibles,
1: and I passed out in the back. Yeah,
2: it was, <laughs> and then uh, Stephen drank uh, tap water from Flint, Michigan. And I guess I did, too, because I got a, a tea from Tim Hortons, which... Water. Either way, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> That's a fucking hectic drive. I've never done that. I don't want to ever do it. Have you guys driven every tour through Canada?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we've oh. never been like, uh, we're not at the point where we fly yet.
0: Well, yeah. we have like a
2: private jet. had a show where we were considering flying because it was a high-budget show for us, uh, which Ooh. is just good, like one of our only ones. And um, So we are considering flying, or just doing that show and then flying back, but we figured we'd just do the whole tour with that as kind of like the security of not going bankrupt on tour we <laughs> went
1: uh can't or from oshawa to vancouver and back in 14 days 12 shows in 14 days actually
2: that was ridiculous because we played in <laughs> we played in Kelowna, and then we got off stage it was like i don't know midnight, midnight. One. after you know you do your post-show things they had people and then we left drove straight to regina which is like a 15 hour drive but you lose 2 hours or yeah. 1 hour so we basically pull up at like 4 to eventually load in sound check and then play another show
0: oh my god
2: there's yeah it's kind of ridiculous in hindsight to do that but here we stand
1: cams like this ridiculous driver too he can will himself to do anything so he just like sits at the <laughs> wheel power strong <laughs> let me put it this way on the 27 hour drive home from winnipeg the only people that drove were cam and will because they were essentially having a drive off like they were like (laughs) how long can i physically drive until i figure i need to stop and i think will did 12 hours and then cam took over and was like yeah i'm gonna yeah it's like let's just say i got this
0: i am I'm downing this Paloma right now.
2: Yeah, I, I finished one like a while ago. I'm uh, <laughs> about to pour another. Okay,
0: well, while Boris is pouring you this, I'll ask you a question, Cam. Yeah. How did you find your transition from lead guitarist into kind of frontman singer-esque? Where did that blossom come from?
2: Um, I've always really liked singing, and I have done singing in the past. Like, my old band, my high school band, before I joined this band, I was also one of the singers, and I've always really been, I've been into like acting, drama. I did some musical theater as well. Um, I have always been more, like I wasn't really into just music in general, but I have, I really like singing and I like the challenge of it as well because singing is super hard. Um, so the, the transition, I was, it wasn't like a huge, you know, shock to the system because it was something that I have thought about and wanted for a long time. Um, but it has been kind of tough, mostly just in the fact that we haven't had any shows in the last, we've had one show, I think in the last year and a half. Um, So it's hard to really fall into a role that you can't actually express yourself in. Because, you know, you can practice singing and everything, but being in front of a bunch of people and commanding yourself on a stage and when the pressure is on is really something that is unique to actually just being able to do it in the scenario. Um, So that's been a little bit tough, but I love the challenge and it's super exciting. So... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm really excited to actually play shows again.
0: Completely understand what you mean, though. Like, especially when you don't sing holding an instrument, like all of a sudden your arms are like. (laughs) Yeah. Also, that was kind of
2: tough because I still am doing all the lead guitar parts as well. So it's been a bit of a, it's got to practice a little more, but it's definitely doable. I can definitely do it. But it's just.
0: You're like John Mayer.
2: Yeah, John Mayer. It's always one of my idols anyway, so it just works out. Oh, man, this pink tonic is good. Yeah,
0: the tonic is so good. That's mm. honestly my favorite tonic. Like, I'm workshopping some cocktail recipes, so I have a bunch of the grapefruit right now. And I just emailed my um, my, oh. my guy, and I was like, can I also get some rose Whoa. tonic? Because just, just for personal use, like just <laughs> yeah. for me to drink. Personal not experimentation. <laughs> yeah, like this is simply for a gin and tonic on a Friday night. Like, I don't want it for any other reason because <laughs> it's so nice. Tell me about your songwriting a little bit because there's four of you in the band. So how does that go?
2: Honestly, I feel like we have a whole bunch of different ways we kind of go about it. At least recently, maybe most often, it'll be someone has the ideas of for the bones of a song. So they'll have maybe a melody and some and some lyrics, some chords in mind. And then they'll either make, you know, a little tidbit of it or an, an entire song and then present it to, you know, the rest of the band, and then we we'll can bring it into rehearsal and sort of turn it on its head. I'll add on all these different parts. Sometimes we'll make an instrumental so on you know Logic on our computers because we can't we haven't really been able to meet up that much because you know it's not loud and stuff like that. So you'll you'll send a instrumental around, and somebody's like, "Oh, can you put a bass part on this? Can you put lyrics on this?" S- sometimes
1: it's a lot simpler. Like Brood and Bloom" started. We were rehearsing, and Cam, in between songs, we were playing. Cam just was playing this riff on his guitar and i was like what was that like play that again and he did and it was like that's really cool and then steven starts playing drums to it and then start playing bass to it and then we left that rehearsal with music and it was like okay what are we going to do with that and then you kind of sit on it for a while and then someone's like this is kind of what i get from it." and then they put
2: lyrics to it mm. so there really are no rules yeah come on and, out, and it, yeah, yeah like i'll just be a lot of songs, I'll just be noodling on guitar and be like, "Okay, that sounded kind of cool," and then I'll take that, develop it, or I'll think. sometimes I was thinking, like, "Oh, what would sound cool as a song if I if I was to go to a show and listen to a song and be like, I really enjoyed this song. Something's cool about it. What do I think that cool aspect is? How can I replicate that?" And then I'll try to do that, or yeah. or I'll take songs that are my favorite songs and try to make a song inspired by that song. Um, oh
0: my god, I do that sometimes too. I get that.
2: yeah. It's yeah, I mean I think, think there's I don't know. At least with us or I the like most of it, there's no real consistent or or rhyme or reason to a lot of it. No, you you're just kind of always like throwing
1: stuff at the dartboard. Yeah. Like even possible. if like you're like watching a TV show or having a conversation and someone says something that strikes you mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, you're like kind of always working in that respect." Um yeah. But also never really working cuz playing music for a living is like oh God. the coolest <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it never feels like work but you're always working it
2: feels like work sometimes uh,
0: maybe sometimes <laughs> Boris is like oh okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take that personally when you were talking about the way you wrote Broad and Bloom that reminded me of the song exploder for the killers when we were young that was like yeah. how oh, yeah, yeah. how it started was just like he was playing a he was noodling as Cam said on his guitar People funny. love noodling.
2: Like, people love when yeah. people noodle on guitars.
0: Brandon Flowers is like, wait a second, that was kinda neat. Um, so your first tour was you guys did a lot of university stuff, right? When you were still in school. Mm-hmm. And then what was the album previous to Broad and Bloom called? Did you uh, it was it? like
2: a self titled E P.
0: Yeah, okay. called a w- E P, yeah. Yes, I remember it with the otter thing on it.
2: The yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that is. I think it's more like a ferret with antlers, but it's up to interpretation. That's the beauty of it. 1st don't have antlers. I want that cars. on a
0: shirt. Do you guys still have shirts from that era? Because I'll take one.
2: Yeah, we do actually. We have <laughs> stickers as well.
0: Stickers? I don't and know if I put st-
2: iron-on patches. Wow. Any questions? <laughs> We're
0: done. Um, so then you toured that EP, and then the album came out, and you toured again. So you guys have been on the road a few times. Um, yes. Can you enlighten us with any horror stories, hilarious stories, or good stories that people would like to listen to? Um, Ideally, if they embarrass someone in the band, that would be great. But it's not a necessity.
2: So when there are always just so many that's hard to think of one that's also, like, cool and appropriate to talk about. <laughs> Cam seems to have one. Okay. I was thinking of this time where <laughs> we were playing a show in Detroit, staying with this family and um i guess he had purchased some weed edibles which were which are illegal in the states okay oh no they were <laughs> joints okay or Was joints this,
0: did boris did
2: uh no the the family that that we were staying with actually we, oh. we weren't even staying with them then okay, so either so way <laughs> the family that we knew that we eventually stayed with in detroit at some point purchased joints for boris and or steven whoever um and then i guess came to the venue before we got there and hid them in the area underneath a potted plant and then so we're doing a sound check and then all of a sudden we get these series of texts be like head outside the back green door like take 15 paces to your left look across the street at an orange window like if you walk 15 paces there turn left under that flower basket is a you know a box open that box and in between is two joints Like, don't let anyone see you do this delete this message after and it was like the most fun experience I've been a part of. Just like counting my steps, I was—I felt like Jason Bourne.
1: <laughs> the, the only thing that you left out was he was actually on vacation when it happened. Oh yeah, that's so right. he he had done that like a week or two in advance. Oh, he went to da- downtown Detroit and hid weed under a flower pot, and then knew when we were at the venue <laughs> and was like, <laughs> gave us uh, all these instructions.
2: It was really cool. I felt like a like a.
0: What a weird commitment thing for him to do for you guys.
2: yeah, He's, uh, yeah all the <laughs> oh, I actually forgot to bring pants on a tour once
0: <laughs> what
2: yeah, it was during yeah it was during the summer and it was a really hot day, and I was like, I didn't think about it maybe I guess just didn't bring pants on a Canada tour, to cross Canada tour, so I bored Wills, wore them a lot. I think he burned them after.
0: What a weirdly passive aggressive thing to do after lending you his pants. <laughs> well, it was more like he gave them. me his pants.
2: I wore them every single day.
0: <laughs> Not even gonna wash these. Straight to the incinerator.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never felt unbelievable. Actually, one one time we were playing Open for Marianas Trench at uh, Western Frosch. Is that right? In London. Yeah, Western Frosch. And it was a whole bunch of you know students, first years, I guess, watching it. And then they had a video camera where it projected whatever they were showing on this huge TV screen on the back of the stage. And I guess I went out to go grab my pedal board after the show. Camera went right on me. And then they all do this move where you put your hands together like this and it makes a heart. And then I did that above my head. And then like 3,000 people all did that same motion and started cheering. And I was like, I am a god. (laughs) (laughs) So that was probably Um, the coolest thing. We, play, we
1: opened for the Glorious Sons of the K-Rock Center, which was like our first stadium show, which was really cool. Um, so th- that was like a huge moment. Um, but I think like any time that we're lucky enough to play with bands that are much bigger than ourselves, you definitely, like that's a lot of fun and you can kind of feel good about yourself and like what you're doing. Um, but crazy stuff kind of does evolve from that. And I actually just remembered we, when we opened for Sam Roberts in Buffalo, um, there was this girl that was talking to us at the merch table and she like seemed to be like, she liked the set. She bought a t-shirt and she started talking to me and she was like, Oh my God, like you have to meet my husband. You have to meet my husband. And I was like, okay, like, Sure. So I, she literally like takes me by the hand and walks me through the pit while Sam Roberts is playing to her husband. And then she goes like, this is so-and-so whatever. Uh, And he shakes my hand and then she turns to me and she goes, okay, you've met my husband. Now you can fuck me. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we're swingers. Like our rule is that he just has to know who is fucking me. I was like, uh,
2: I can't do this. I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. That's this some shit story. out of a
0: Adam Sandler movie. That doesn't happen <laughs> in real life. Do people try to smooch you after your, after your set?
1: No, no. But, but like w- when someone is like, w- w- once they've already taken the plunge, I feel like they're still like.
2: Maybe to you. That doesn't happen to me.
1: S- sometimes it just seems like there's nothing you can say.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's your long hair, man. <laughs> just get some. I don't know. That doesn't... F- I thought it doesn't happen to me.
0: That's okay. It doesn't happen to me either, Cam, so don't worry. Not that I've played any shows at all. Just I will also say it, like,
1: line. doesn't often happen to me. Like, this isn't, like, a common occurrence.
0: Oh, sure, Boris. You're just trying to back <laughs> backpedal back. now.
1: All right. So, yeah. If just, I, the g- I get tequila. to up This is
0: why I don't drink tequila, okay? <laughs> 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 Things just... They get they get hectic really fast. I'm pretty sure the first night I met you guys, I drank tequila on the on the floor of someone's house with. Will. That was this
2: really fun night. I think what that night, that was th- not that often actually, but when I do, it's a good time.
1: That night kind of like sums being in a band up. Like we literally went with zero expectations of anything and like zero like.
2: I don't even know if we were gonna stay in town. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we had a hotel or anything. I was really nervous, actually. Just because whenever we play a place where no one knows us and it's like a whole bunch of students, it's like I find if you play a show and it's like, oh, this is our show, people come buy tickets to see you, versus if you play a show where it's like no one knows who you are and no one really signed up to see you, then there's a lot more pressure. It's like playing at a, you know opening for someone. Like no one's there to see you. So it just feels like I have to win them over. And if I don't, then. I'm-
0: yeah, especially yeah. small schools like that where everyone's like, in yeah, each it was pretty intimidating. Really
2: well. Bishops
1: has a rep for. uh,
0: Yeah. Our, the Arkells once tweeted that we were the drunkest school they ever played at.
1: I'd sign off on that tweet. Yeah, that's <laughs> from my limited experience. Yeah, so that was funny. Yes.
0: Um, everyone, I'm going to tell part of the story because I feel like people are like, what the hell happened? Um, Basically, what happened was I was super drunk and I really liked your guys set and then I wanted to be your friends afterwards. <laughs> and so i went up to will and i was like give me your phone number (laughs) 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 and he was like okay or no i was like let me give you my phone number it was a thing i did in university and so i put my phone my number in his phone and he read my last name and he was like are you related to alex sysom and i was like yeah and he's like i know her we went to queens together and that's my older sister and i was like oh no I've just been such a like (laughs) drunk (laughs) annoying fan like this like 19 year old girl who's like let me have your phone number
1: (laughs) I feel like people think that Canadians all know each other and this story is reinforcing that stereotype
0: it is and I was like I remember it was one of those nights like I don't usually do this but I was like they don't know me I can just do whatever I want it's fine and then it turns out he fucking knew my sister and I was like god damn it (laughs) I can't get away from this Um, but yeah, and then we all partied together for a while. It was fun. I think I brought you guys to like a house party or something.
1: Did we sleep on your couch? We we
2: slept on couches for sure. I think we dispersed over a number of people's houses. I think you did too.
0: Cause there was a point where I was walking with Cam and Will to the bar and then I lost Will and then I found Will and then I lost Cam. I don't know. That's, that's all I got from pretty much the whole night (laughs) going from the first bar where you guys played to the next bar.
1: Yeah. Crazy (laughs) night. (laughs) And that's like if you hadn't gone up to Will and given him your number, we probably would have been driving back to Kingston after the show.
2: And this podcast
0: you, would have
1: never happened.
0: This podcast would have never happened. We would never be, you would have never known about my secret desire to also be a musician, which is probably why I was fangirling over you guys. Yeah, tomorrow. I didn't even
2: know that until like a few years ago. Because I was
0: like real, I was like flirting with the idea for a long time, but you know imposter syndrome and when that takes over your head and you're like, I can't do this.
1: Have you been writing a lot of songs?
0: Tons. I'm actually working on my own debut album right now. <laughs> I have my first studio session tomorrow because it was. Oh, nice. I know it was booked for January and it just kept but getting yeah, pushed back.
1: Um, I've, I've talked to a number of people and there's a real mix. Like, some people are like, I haven't written a single thing. I haven't even picked up my guitar. Like, it's just not with me. And then other people are like, yeah, I've written like 200 songs. It's the best
2: inspiration to write ever. So, I find
0: that. I, like- I, I had a b- good hiatus where I was, like, really uninspired.
2: Yeah, mm. I find I'll, I'll go through a phase where I'm, like, I don't want to do anything related to this. And I'll, I'll go through a phase where I'm, like, it's time. It's time for me.
0: Yeah. But- or, like, um, yeah, I went on a good hiatus where I was not writing anything. And then I was feeling so fucking unfulfilled in my life. Then I started the podcast because I was, like, I need something to do that, like, harnesses any creative energy. And after that, I started, like, kind of uh going back to like voice notes and memos and stuff and i was like okay there's actually some content here i just felt like everything i was writing was so shitty and like you guys were saying like listening and like hearing someone say something like i totally understand being always on and like i write down little phrases in my phone that i hear people say all the time like it's so true that it's just like a part of you almost like so it's hard to be like i haven't written anything because i have a voice note full of like lyrics but not really much to show for it yet
1: yeah and uh, another big thing is like trying to quiet those negative voices in your head that are like well that's not good enough for like and he's like because sometimes like you have gold right in front of you and then you will
0: like there was one one piece of advice that i got from someone was like don't let the new outweigh the good so like if you have something because i know for me it takes so long to finish a song like writing it, producing it, mixing it, mastering it. Like it's just such a long process every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To like then when you get to the point where you release it, it's so old almost. Like I have a song that's going to be on yeah. my album that like I wrote 1 day after <laughs> my show which was like December 2019. So I've been sitting on it for like almost a full 2 years and like I'm like is it still good? But <laughs> but that was like a piece of advice. It was like just because you're writing new stuff all the time, like don't let that all of a sudden be better than what is something good that you wrote a while ago just because you're kind of tired of it like it's still new to everyone else like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not done yet
2: yeah
1: it's it's almost maybe like a better metric because if if it if it was good then and it's not good now then it maybe wasn't good yeah for sure it has to stand the test of at least some period of time
2: yeah
0: yeah but i do agree with what you're saying about like giving yourself space from your art kind of thing like allowing yourself to write something and then go back to it in like a month two months, three months like that's uh Stephen King does that he writes uh a he writes his books books yeah he is he'll write his books and then he won't even go back and touch it for an, an edit until three months after he's written it yeah it's also it, fair
1: it is something that's like it it is hard work like yeah. Cam's been Cam and I write a lot together but Cam's been doing a
2: yeah it's It's one of those things that it can take you, like, sometimes it can take me all day to write one line that I like. And sometimes I'll just write, you know, a whole verse, chorus, whatever, in half an hour. And I really like it. And it's a weird mix of sometimes if I'm trying to do it, it is super hard to do. And sometimes it'll just happen really naturally. Um, But, yeah, like it can be a lot of work if you're really trying. Like, if you feel like you're on a deadline, like, oh, I had to finish this in two days and it's just not coming out. Can be a really grueling experience because you just we sit in there for hours and like you don't like anything about it, it can be pretty demotiv- or, yeah, demotivating yeah
1: um, I, I almost feel like um like the songs that typically write themselves really quickly and they come really easy are often really really great but that won't happen as often day in day out like it's kind of like the instri- in, inspiration is more likely
2: to strike you when you're working yeah, you like giving yeah. more, more chances to strike, and then it will eventually. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's also like a muscle, right? When you're being receptive to like those melodies and those lyrics that are in your head, like those little ones that come to you right before you fall asleep, and you're like, oh, i got to write that down, and then you fall asleep. You don't write that down. Like, yeah. They're still oh, somewhere yeah. in your brain, and they're going to come out eventually.
2: Even still. So I'm like, oh, I definitely won't forget this, and then I do later.
1: Your biggest mistake was not backing up your iPhone.
2: That oh, was stupid. <gasps> oh, my God. The worst thing that's ever had me in my entire life, I've had a pretty good life, is um my whole iPhone, my whole phone got wiped like two years ago and I lost like all my years of you know recording me, learning guitar, bass, like all of the songs I was working on, all of my photos from you know, however long. Of, like, a, a
1: lifetime years. of voice memo yeah, like, song ideas.
2: Mem- and then yeah, like songs I had when I was, you know, 16,
1: all gone. Wipe the slate clean, baby.
2: Wipe the slate clean. It's so like I didn't even exist. Oh my exist.
0: God. That's so tragic.
2: Yeah, it's like the biggest versatile problem.
0: So, have you guys been doing a lot of writing? I know you're saying that you guys write a lot together. Cam's been doing a brunt of the work because Boris is lazy now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know you're not lazy. With hair like that, there's no way you could be lazy. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're taking grueling care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, w- yeah, we have been writing a lot. We've got like
2: we have a ton of songs and even more unfinished songs
1: yeah i i did a tally the other day and it's over 60 songs and then probably like i don't know 30 unfinished songs probably ones that like aren't even like in voice memo form that yeah ideas floating around but yeah we've really been like we don't want this whole year and a half to go to waste we've just been like truly doing everything that we can so that we can hit the ground running when things return
0: yeah for sure Are but you I'll, guys
1: also we're not we haven't felt the urge to release anything because like i've watched a lot of releases that i thought were really phenomenal they typically have like a a lifespan of a week and then like people forget about it and i'm like yeah that's a great album how yeah. is no one talking about this anymore? And it's like it's there's hard just to another
2: reinforce, thing. you know. Hey, this song still exists because I'm playing the show, because I went to this radio station, because I was at this event, and you saw me sing it or something. And it just yeah. not happen right now, so it's definitely harder to increase the longevity of your release under these circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just
0: literally no opportunity for promotion, especially yeah. in-person promotion.
1: And that—that's maybe been a little bit discouraging or disheartening, but. Because, yeah, like, truly stuff that I loved and I, I'm still listening to. Like, I feel like it didn't get its fair shake. So yeah. we're uh, we're looking forward to releasing some stuff. But I think we want to be able to play shows before we can do it. Maybe, maybe like, a couple things before shows are turned. Kind of, like, to ramp up.
0: Yeah. But. No, that makes sense. So you're talking about before your release things. Are we thinking, like, album number two?
2: um we i mean anything's on the table i think we we're talking about more like an ep though or
0: yeah
1: but it, it might be like a flurry of singles um maybe it'll be an album but like we're definitely like i don't know you kind of see how things are going in the industry and singles are everything right now
0: yeah definitely. so we'll, e-
1: even if it's an album we'll probably release like eight singles and then the album.
0: So it'll still be, like, a a full-blown piece of content or a bunch of content, I should say.
2: It'll be, like, a a decent body of work in terms of its size, but I don't know if it's going to be, like, a full, you know, 13, 14, Mm -hmm. like, album. But, I mean, we'll see. Anything's on the table, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I think it's great that you guys are giving yourself that creative freedom to, like, control the release a little bit more, too, like... I know that it's discouraging not releasing music (laughs) and it's like you were saying before like it's hard to call yourself something when you're just simply not doing it like not playing shows not releasing music you're like am I a musician or at least that's how I feel sometimes. It's so
1: anxiety inducing.
0: Yeah because like your identity that's like your career and your identity and like you you just feel so far away from it right now I bet.
1: I would guess that I've spent like a total sum of like three weeks just lying in bed when i should be sleeping like staring at the ceiling being <laughs> like oh my god what am i going to do like what is gonna happen oh my god
0: <laughs> dude i get it And like i've i've journaled so fucking much just being like i have no life i have no career <laughs> everything i did up to this yeah. point was useless
1: it's pretty tough like i usually get to that point where i'm like what am i doing what am i doing <laughs> and it's like i'm doing exactly what i want it's just stressful
0: <laughs> okay to wrap things up this is the final segment of the podcast it's called wed bed behead
1: sorry what's it called Are you excited?
0: it's called wed bed behead
1: okay okay yeah so
0: i'm gonna do canadian rock bands so you you can think about it in terms of music in terms of frontman, in terms of however you want to do it but it's it's cool okay kind of rock bands yeah whatever so, the Arcals, Blue Rodeo, and the Glorious Sons. You got a wed one, bed one, and behead one. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we experienced some technical difficulties, and the Zoom decided to just stop working. Uh, Cam had to go, but thankfully, Boris is still here, and he's going to reiterate what Cam <laughs> said while the Zoom was dead to um, wed, bed, behead. I just realized how much that rhymed. I guess I'm a poet, and I kind of know it, though. Take it away, Boris.
1: Um, So Cam said he would wed the Arkells because he thinks that they seem like really cool, funny, nice guys. He would bed Blue Rodeo, and I'm not exactly sure. Oh, he said Jim Cuddy was dreamy. Ooh. And then he said he would behead the glorious sons because he thought it would give them good something good to write about. I don't fully understand the logic there, but yeah. And then myself, I am going to turn it around, and I'm gonna—I'm still going to behead the Arkells. Uh, they can't get out of that one, um, but I'm going to bed Blue Rodeo because I feel like Jim Cuddy would try 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 (laughs) to quote to quote the man himself and then i'm gonna wed the glorious sons because i love rock and roll and i will always love rock and roll
0: all right i loved that you are definitely a rock and roller in my books by my own personal definition plus your hair is perfect okay everyone If you want to check out Casador's music, you can find them wherever you stream your tunes. It's spelled Mm K-A-S-A-D-O-R. And on Instagram, it's at Casador Band. I'll be posting more information on Boris, Cam, their whole gang when this episode airs on my own Instagram, which is Cocktails and Contemplation. You know it's an N, not an end because that's just the way it is. Uh, so you can subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Definitely follow me on Instagram. Like all my shit. I'm going to be posting some funny content when this come out. comes out, including possibly... Some photos from the night we met, which you don't want to miss. Um, they will also all be linked there if you forget how to spell it or you can't find them or something. You can definitely find them through me. Hopefully it won't be long before I'm getting drunk at another show. Me as well. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on the show and to Cam, even though he's not here anymore. He had to go. Uh, and I'll see you guys soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having us. That I got introduced to a new drink. Phenomenal.
0: I'm so glad you liked it.
1: Honestly, so so professional, so well done. So
0: Can you believe it? Me, professional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad to take your Paloma and podcast virginity all in one go. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It's <laughs> been quite, quite the, uh, <laughs>
1: the Wednesday for me. Oh, my God. Cameron is calling me. Cameron just <laughs> called me. He wants to get in on this. <laughs> Too bad, Cam. All
0: right. Well, I'll let you call him back. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, always remember to drink and contemplate responsibly. And I'll be in touch with you guys soon.
1: Yeah. Look forward to it.
0: Cool. All right.
1: Bye. Bye.